There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. I hope everybody is doing well out there. And we start this Monday, November 14th, 2022, with a lot of craziness going on in the world. Chaos is ensuing after the midterm elections. You know, this is very interesting. I've been following the midterm elections very, very closely. Um, And then this last weekend, we had a fallout of the crypto industry. Now, how do you tie in the crypto industry... The, the stuff that's happening with FTX with the midterm elections. Well, actually, there's a connection. Not only that, the connection goes all the way to Ukraine, which is pretty crazy. And not many people are talking about this. It's starting to pick up mainstream notice, but the mainstream media is never going to tell you this stuff. But let's just do our election check real quick. We have uh, the Democrats who apparently took, uh, took lead in the House or in the, the Senate. Now, the, the problem with this is there's still 2% of the vote left remaining in Nevada. And so they're declaring Cortez Masto the winner, um, although Laxalt is only trailing by like 6,000 votes. And so there's still like 14,000 votes to be counted. And we have uh, one, two, three, four... Uh, out f- six counties left to, fin- to finish up their vote counting. So there, there's a chance Laxalt could actually come back and win this. Um, Clark County has 2% left. Washoe County has 2% left. But we still have 5% uh, left and uh, 6% left and 5% left and another 5% left in the red counties. So Laxalt actually could make up this difference and come back and win this one. Um, but... You know, my problem with this in, in Nevada, we're talking about the Nevada elections for senator, is Lombardo won against Sisolak for the governor. Okay? Now, th- this is what I want you to keep in mind. Lombardo won with 488,532 votes. Sisolak had 472,424. Okay? That's a total of 960,956. You know, this is for the governor of the state. I mean... If you're going to vote, you're going to vote for the governor, aren't you? I mean, yeah, right? Well, check out this. If we go to Cortez Masto, who's the senator running for the state, she has 488,320 votes, just shy of what Lombardo has. Laxout has 481,738 votes. That's a total of 970,058 votes. That's... Well over 9,500 more votes cast in the senator race than the gubernatorial race. I don't know about you, but that doesn't make any sense at all. Considering the fact that Cortez Masto took the lead with 9,000 votes just the other day. And now she's coming down. Those are running out real fast. So <clears throat> my, <clears throat> my thoughts and theories are this on this are... We have massive voter fraud in Nevada, Pennsylvania, New York, Arizona, Michigan. It's very, very apparent in Nevada. Statistically speaking, these numbers make zero sense whatsoever. 
Um, I was actually going through doing a statistical analysis uh, Saturday on Nevada. And what you do is you really just look at the counties and you look at the differentiation between um, votes, right? So if Lombardo and Laxalt are both on the Republican ticket, what is the deviation away from people who only voted for one candidate and not the other, right? So people who just uh, did, did party line votes versus people who just voted for one candidate. And w- within the Republican Party in Nevada, that's about a 0.5% deviation, right? So about 0.5% of each county would vote uh, for just one candidate and not both. But when you get to the Democrat side between Sisolak and Cortez Masto, <laughs> guess what you see? You see something completely different. You're seeing four and a half percent only voted for one candidate. And guess what? That just happens to be the lead that Cortez Masto has. So apparent voted fraud right there. We're still watching the gubernatorial election in Arizona. Carrie Lake, there are still votes to be counted. She is trailing now by, I think, like 30,000 votes. Um, it is looking very, very grim. She has to win 58% of the remaining votes in order to take... Arizona. Um, that's with what we've been seeing so far coming with the counties. It's possible, but it's not probable. Um, and you got to remember the, the reason why they are stealing these these various elections. Uh, Pennsylvania, gubernatorial, Arizona, gubernatorial. Mastriano and Kerry Lake are election deniers. They've all said that they're going to investigate 2020 and they're going to turn it around if they have to. And this is why the Democrats, the liberals, have to cheat in these areas to make sure that those people don't win because they cannot risk losing power. Then on the other side of the House, you have the Senate. You know, they want to control the Senate. And this is exactly what they're doing right now. They're stealing these Senate races. We have Kelly and Masters in Arizona, which, you know, Blake Kelly and Kerry Lake are both Trump-endorsed candidates. They should have that deviation of 0.6% that we talked about with party-line votes. They don't. It's more like 4 or 5% deviation, where Kerry Lake is getting 5% more votes than Blake Masters. That makes no sense at all. We know that traditional Republicans are not going to vote for a Democrat, especially Mark Kelly. So I don't know what's going on here. Well, we do know what's going on here. It's election fraud. But... So that's what we're seeing there. We're going to keep you guys updated the rest of the week as this begins to unfold with the uh, the election. And I think we should know today, we should know today what's going to happen with Arizona, if Kerry Lake is going to come out on top or not. Uh, my thoughts, and just to be honest with you, I, I wouldn't hold my breath. They have uh, begun cheating as, you know, They have begun cheating, and they're not going to stop. They stole multiple elections. Why are they going to stop with Kerry Lake? They're not. They're they're just going to keep on doing what they're doing. So keep your eyes on that. That's going to be a big story because tomorrow Donald Trump is coming out with an announcement. Now, everybody thinks that this announcement is going to be his candidacy for president in 2024. This is a big possibility, and I think that there might also be some other news associated with this. I think he's going to come out and say something about voter fraud and having evidence of the voter fraud and showing how this election was stolen. This is just a thought and a theory, as well as I'm hoping that he releases some information. I'm hoping that we begin to see the D-class as we've been promised over and over and over again. And D-class, I mean Hillary Clinton's emails, the Russia, Russia, Russia scandal that happened in 2016 
Um, the investigations by the FBI and the high levels of the Obama administration in the President Donald Trump were to a completely uh, a fraud produced by the fake dossier produced by the DNC and Hillary Clinton. Now, scandals happen. And if you're paying attention this week in the news circuit, you probably heard something about this, this company called FTX. And how their CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried, um, has basically laundered money away from the company. Um, I mean, I'm very well into crypto. I understand these things very well. And when this started to come out, obviously crypto started to fall. But then you started seeing some other connections here. And these connections are worthy of talking about right now. So, Sam Bankman-Fried. Uh, this gentleman... I don't even know if you want to call him that. He uh, he basically created a shell company. From this shell company, he was laundering the user's money on the platform. So people would put money in to FTX to buy crypto. He would take that actual real money, that cash, and move it to a shell company for investments, quote-unquote. Well, the problem is, is they would cook the books and show the reflected balance on the platform as you have real money. And as long as everybody didn't go in there and pull that money out all at the same time, everything would be all good. The other part of the problem and how this kind of all came about is he was putting the money into the shell company and then investing into over 126 various companies that basically are non-existent. And so they have like one founder, two founders, no social media, just a website and a paid for news brief. And this is a clear indication of money laundering. The other part of this problem comes in is that Sam Bankman Freed donated over $27 million this last year to the Democrats in the midterm election. That money came from this laundered money from FTX. So the Democrats accepted laundered money from this corrupt CEO. But this gets a lot better. This gets a lot, lot better. You know, you got to kind of break into who these people really are. And that's one of the keys to understand here is who is Sam Brinkman, Bankman Freed? Well, his mother just happens to be. Um, Someone who supported Barack Obama and Joe Biden. Someone who is very, very close to the Democratic Party. Um, so much so that two days after Joe Biden won, quote unquote, the election and got inaugurated, um, Mrs. Freed, his mother, went out there and created a Democratic PAC. A day later, her son created the company. A month later, he's a billionaire. So in one month, he became a billionaire after Joe Biden became president. And his mother is also interesting. She, she runs these nonprofits. And these nonprofits are to help people get out there and vote. Well, that's kind of interesting, right? So his mother helps people get out there and register to vote. So these are the type of nonprofits that are in each state that are funded by private donors that, that help people get registered. I'm going to drop some bombs here in a minute when we come back. We're going to take a quick break and back more Dr. Light Show right after this. 
Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, back. Now, Sam Bankman Friedman's mom is named Barbara Freed. Now, what's interesting about Barbara Freed is she has a political fundraising organization known, known as Mind the Gap, as well as Get Out the Vote organizations, including the Center for Voter Information. Now, she's a creator of a Democratic PAC starting back in 2018. We, we talked about this. But uh, these voter organizations, are you ready for this? They exist in various different cities and they help people get registered to vote, especially minorities or disenfranchised voters. Do you remember the movie 2000 Mules? Do you remember how Dinesh D'Souza was talking about how these mules would go to these non-government organizations or non-profit organizations that were set up for helping people register to vote? And that's where they would pick up ballots? Yeah. Those are owned, most of those are owned by Barbara Freed. Oh, now it starts to make a lot more sense. Now, you got to remember, Sam Bankman-Fried laundered the money away from his own company and gave $27 million to the Democrats. You know, if they didn't have that $27 million, highly unlikely they, they would have uh, won this election. But guess what? There's more! <laughs> There's a lot more. Joseph Bankman is his father. He's a Stanford professor. 
And uh, he, he works with tax compliant and decentralizing economies. But one of his buddies, okay, one of his dad's good buddies is a guy by the name of Gary Ginsler. Does anybody here know who Gary Ginsler is? He is the, uh, the head of the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, who just happened to know that all of this was happening and just overlooked it. Oh, well, you know, that, that happens, right? <laughs> that happens in life. Well, how about this? Is the day FTX launched, the World Economic Forum, decides to go out there and throw them on their website and promote them as a go-to for cryptocurrency. Some of their top investors were companies called BlackRock, who owns everybody. But this this gets even better. I mean, this rabbit hole goes incredibly deep. I can't even begin to tell you. So... In March of 2000, well, how about this? We'll go back to September 2021. Ukraine went ahead and legalized cryptocurrency. Now, their head of cryptocurrency and virtual currencies came in and began setting up government wallets and bank accounts to purchase cryptocurrency. Well, we find out that Sam Bankman-Fried is the one who helped them do this, utilizing what's called APIs. Okay, APIs are basically integrate into the back end of their software and kind of provide a, a, a user interface for the uh, Bank of Ukraine and for Ukrainian government. So Ukraine's crypto platform that they use for their government, their investments in cryptocurrency are through FTX. In March of 2022, FTX goes out there and creates a donation website up. And this donation website was to help the war effort, quote-unquote. And they raised over $100 million in crypto. Well, guess where that crypto stored? FTX! <laughs> well, guess what? You remember how the United States was giving billions of dollars to Ukraine? How much do you want to bet that some of that billions of dollars that went into the Bank of Ukraine were used to buy cryptocurrencies that went on the FTX? So the actual real money went on the FTX's platform. Now... What did Sam Bankman-Fried do? He took the user's money, including the money from Ukraine, laundered it to shell organizations, supported the Democrats, and then himself took $27 million to give it back to the Democrats. That's called money laundering. That is the Democrats giving money and aid to Ukraine and that money coming back through FTX back to the Democrats. This is how it works, guys. They just funded the midterm elections with your taxpayer dollars. Think about that for a minute. But this rabbit hole goes much deeper. There's, there's, there's murder, there's crime. Uh, what we're finding out now, and, and evidence is coming about for this, is that potentially Sam Bankman-Fried, FTX, was used as a medium for money laundering for illicit crime activities, including human trafficking, the drug trade, um, child pedophilia, these types of things. Now, Nicholas Muskinai, which was one of the founders of something known as MakerDAO, which is another cryptocurrency out there, um, he was living in Florida, Bahama area, and he kind of had a, a string of bad luck recently. But this guy is a, he's a crypto anarchist, and so he doesn't like corruption. And so he hunts down corrupt crypto companies. 
And um, on, I think it was November 1st, he posted a tweet on Twitter about 3 o'clock in the morning saying, My ex-girlfriend is a spy working with the CIA and Mossad to blackmail me and set up a laptop with child pornography because I found out that the Mossad and CIA are running a child human trafficking ring and sex trafficking ring out of the Bahamas and Caribbean. Now, pretty bold allegation. Um, Three hours later, this guy was dead. Three hours later, he washed up in the shore... Um, I believe in Miami. Now, here's the thing, is I think he was dead before the tweet was sent out there. I think the tweet was used as a um, a distraction from the truth. See, Nikolai, I believe, ha- had already put out information about FTX. After Nikolai's death, a whistleblower came forth and started posting all this information. So it's believed that Nikolai had discovered what FTX was doing and how how they were basically a money laundering operation for human traffickers in the Caribbean and Bahamas. And this is why he was killed. And so this, and by the way, here's the interesting thing. Two weeks ago, Sam Bankman-Fried was with Tony Blair, former UK Prime Minister and former US President Bill Clinton at the Clinton Foundation, talking about some uh, some information. His mother is good friends with the Clinton Foundation. His father worked for the Clinton Foundation. Huh. I mean, I, I, like, how well connected do you have to be in this world? And so we're finding that these people, Sam Bankman Freed is nothing but a puppet. The hand up his butt is these globalists who were utilizing his organization to steal the wealth of his users and embezzle it back into their own pockets and the politicians' pockets and use that company as a medium for money laundering, cleaning dirty money from their illicit and criminal activities. If you're not sitting here going, you got to be kidding me, then, then you're not paying attention. Now, Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum has removed every trace of FTX from the website. Gone. Isn't that interesting? Now, the Manhattan U.S. Attorney's Office has begun to investigate the FTX downfall. Uh, whoever that is investigating, I bet that uh, they, they definitely did not um, unlive themselves. <laughs> you gotta, You got to talk like that these days, right? So... Switching gears, we're, we're going to pay attention to the FTX drama that's unfolding. Uh, Sam Bankman-Fried apparently is detained in the Bahamas. He's not under arrest, but he is detained. He tried to flee as well as many other of his uh, companies. Oh, by the way, yeah, many of the other employees that are being sought tried to flee to Dubai, which doesn't have, non, doesn't have extradition to the United States. But here's another thing. The night all of this broke, and, and there's so much to the backstory, so... Um, CZ, which is the CEO of Binance, went to bail them out. That's their number one competitor. He's the one that actually started releasing this information and putting it out there that they were basically committed fraud after they reviewed their books. The night this happened, FTX was hacked and user funds were being withdrawn to various different crypto accounts. 
Well, guess what? People went out there and they traced these accounts where it was going. And it just so happens that it happened to be that Alameda Capital, the sub-company that they created that they were laundering, laundering money to. And so a lot of people in the crypto industry came out and basically Sam Bankman-Fried had a fail-safe that he triggered that began deleting all the data of all the transactions and so forth and started stealing all the rest of the users' money and they were going to try to get to Dubai. So just absolutely crazy time to be alive seeing this stuff unfold. But here's the thing. The fallout from this ties directly to the Democrats, voter fraud, money laundering, illicit campaign contributions. This is big. If this actually gets investigated and picked up by the mainstream media, you know, money laundering, U.S. tax dollars going to Ukraine and flowing right back into the pockets of the Democrats. If this gets put out there, we are going to see some fireworks. Now, Jeff Bezos, we all know Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon. He's going to give away the bulk of his billion-dollar fortune, $124 billion, he's going to give away to nonprofits, climate change nonprofits. Oh, what a nice guy. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight with Josh Reeb on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with the Dark Delight Show. And we're just talking about Jeff Bezos, how he's going to give away most of his $124 billion before he dies. He started this off by giving $100 million to Dolly Parton, which I just, okay, interesting. Um, Dolly Parton was given a $100 million grant through Bezos Courage and Civility Award. She's the third recipient of the award. So I guess her net worth is going to go up $100 million. And when she uh, kicks the bucket, which I dolly, I think will live a long life, uh, that will be given to her family. So that's just kind of odd and weird. But he's also given to uh, other various charities. But the ones that they're going to focus on with $124 billion is um, climate change. Anything to help the planet, you know, sustainable development and these types of things. Um, listen. I support cleaning this planet. I support reducing, you know, the the utilization of petroleum-based products of drilling and the the atrocious ways that we mine this earth. I, I do. I, I don't think that it, it's uh, good for the earth at all. But you can't just turn the switch off, Right. You have to have a transitionary period. And they've been talking about this transitionary period for a long time, but we've seen no development in the alternative energy solutions, especially with solar panels and these types of things. Now, is climate change real? No, absolutely not. It's 100% a fraud. Um, is, are, are we destroying the planet with what we're doing? Mm, highly unlikely. The planet will absolutely survive and will remove us before we ever remove it. Um, are we killing ecosystems. Yeah, I, I think that it's safe to say that human beings have definitely killed and eliminated a lot of ecosystems on this planet, but it, not necessarily from drilling for oil. It's um, the populations going in there and basically eradicating entire acres 
of forest land and other types of lands displacing animals and then building cities up. That's one way. Uh, another way is the wrecking of our forest. The other ways are polluting our water, our soil, our air. Um, those are great ways. But here's the thing, is when you look at the climate activists, when you look at climate change, their battle is against oil. Just the oil. By the way, oil is one of the safest technologies out there, methodologies, to actually drill and mine from the earth. Really. It, 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 it's actually really, really safe. But you get these climate activists, for instance, in like the UK. I don't know if you guys seen these guys. They're, they're throwing the paint and the mashed potatoes and the Picassos and stuff and on the windows. And I just found it really ironic. Let's go out there and buy some petroleum-based paint. Let's go to a bank that funds petroleum industry. Let's throw the said paint on the windows of that bank. Then that bank calls up. A cleaner that come in, which uses petroleum-based products to clean that window. And then these climate activists don't even realize the ignorance of how they're supporting the petroleum industry by buying these products to basically protest the petroleum industry. This is the logic that we have to deal with here. And so I do believe climate change is 100% a fraud. I don't believe that our climate is changing due to human means. We've been coming out of the Ice Age, the lower driest period, for 10,500 years. Uh, the Earth is on a continuous warming and cooling cycle. The increase in carbon dioxide that we're seeing is ground-level carbon dioxide not thoroughly measured within the various areas. So there's no kind of like control group. Basically what they do is they put these monitors in the middle of cities. Well, of course you're going to have higher levels of CO2. But the problem is, is that ground level CO2 has nothing to do with the warming of the planet. It's atmospheric level CO2 that has everything to do with the warming of the planet, as well as water is a, is a primary uh, the amount of water and moisture in the atmosphere is actually one of the primary causes of warming on this planet, but they don't say anything about water at all, do they? And by the way, atmospheric level carbon dioxide has not increased in over 200 years. So no, we are not increasing carbon dioxide levels on this planet. Do we need carbon dioxide aggregation technology within our cities? Probably because people are polluting the heck out of them. I think that we should move away from, you know, the, this uh, cluttered living situation of inner cities. Why do we need to pack everybody into an inner city? That's just going to cause trouble. We should spread that out. Uh, anyways, that's just my thoughts on it. Let's get back to the Arizona elections here. Despite only 17% Democrat turnout on election day, Katie Hobbs and the Democrats are winning over 50% of the Maricopa County election day results. This is no joke. Throughout the election cycle, uplift, uplift, um, Uplift Data, who's been monitoring the election, posted the latest updates on mail-in ballot counts on the website as ballots arrived in the weeks leading up to the election day. This was a great tool for Democrats to understand the real-time results. On election day, Uplift tracked the hourly report results from precincts across Maricopa County. Maricopa County turnout numbers on election day at 8 p.m. Republicans received 52.7% of the vote. Yes, that's right. Republicans received 52.7% of the vote. Others received 30.7% of the vote. Democrats received 16.6% of the vote. 
The other category is likely the independence-leaning Republican and Republican voters who refuse to talk to liberal pollsters. So again, according to Uplift Data Tracking, service Republicans had 52.7% of the vote on Election Day. Democrats had 16.6% of the vote on Election Day. U.S. Today reported on Wednesday, November 9th, that Kerry Lake won 70% of the Election Day votes. Since Tuesday night, Maricopa County has slow-walked their actual results to the press. Katie Hobbs has won every ballot dropped except two from Maricopa County since Tuesday, extending her lead over Kerry Lake by 34,000 votes. Katie Hobbs won more Election Day votes in Thursday and Friday's ballot drops. Kerry Lake won 58, 51.8% of the 85,000 Maricopa ballots on Saturday night. And Sunny Kerry Lake won 54% of the 97,000 Maricopa ballots on Sunday night. Maricopa County election officials want you to believe that all of the independent voters on election day voted Democrat in Maricopa County. Maricopa County election officials want you to believe that Democrats had 16.6% of the vote on election day, and this translated into over 50% of the vote as these votes were counted since election day. This is massive fraud, which we're seeing. The biggest return hour from Maricopa County with 21.7 thousand votes Total return. Dems jumped to 20% of ballots returned. GOP fell to 46%. So what we're seeing here is that the Republicans got 50, over 50% of the vote on election day, but the Democrats were leading. The Democrats only had 16.6% voter turnout on election day and received over 50% of the vote. How, how, do, how does that happen? You have the people, the other, the independents, that voted 30.7% of the vote, and you're expected to believe that almost 100% of that voted for Katie Hobbs. This is the problem. Election day should be one day. Election day should be just one day. There should be no election week. There shouldn't be counting votes weeks after the election is over. And we got to remember, I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, Fox 10 in Arizona... You remember they posted something on their, they're doing a live broadcast and they had the little screen come up in the left hand corner that Katie Hobbs won the election over Kerry Lake with the percentages 53 to 47%. We're going to see how this turns out. We'll know today who the winner of that election is. And I, I, I'm hoping, I, I'm hoping and praying Kerry Lake because if it is, this is going to be epic, epic. But, but don't get your hopes up on that. So Maricopa election judge believes machines were programmed to reject ballots on election day. This is Michelle Switnick, which is a good friend of mine, actually. Michelle Switnick was an election judge for Maricopa County on election day last week. Following the election, Michelle stepped forward to discuss what she experienced in Maricopa County. She worked at the center in a heavy Republican district. According to Michelle, the tabulators worked perfectly well the night before the election. Then on election day, they quit working. Only one in 10 ballots were accepted through the tabulators. The officials were told to put the defective ballots into a different section called Door 3. Michelle believes this was all planned. The election officials knew that Republicans were going to come out in force on Election Day as they did in the primary. Uh, Michelle Swetnick has come forward to report that she experienced in Maricopa County on Election Day. She worked through uh, Election Day. And so basically what she's coming out and saying is that voters were given the option to either spoil their ballots and try again or drop them in different sections called Door 3. 
As per Switnik, their inspector had to empty the ballots from door three three times throughout the early afternoon because of the volume of ballots. Typically, ballots aren't supposed to be removed from the box until the polls close. But they made an exception because the box was jamming and too full. Switnik reports that the technician came to the center between 3.30 p.m. and 4 p.m. Mountain Time and rebooted the machines. After this, there were no further issues with ballots being run through the tabulators. She reported that one of the poll workers told her everything is now going smoothly with the tabulators. Per her inspection, the off-site supervisor had advised because of the situation to pull all door three ballots that had not been scanned through the tabulator into a separate black bag and label them misreads. As a judge, Michelle told Uncover DC that she personally signed the sticker placed over the bag zipper and then these bags were sent to the tabulation center to be counted. Michelle informed us that the normal process for the ballots is unread if the, is for poll workers to run the ballots through the tabulators one more time before sending them to the senator. She says this was not done. Oh, my goodness. Just rampant voter fraud. And hopefully, if Carrie Lake gets in there, we're going to see an end to this, at least in Arizona. Hopefully, with Lombardo, we see an end to this in Nevada. But, uh, oh, by the way, Nevada, did you hear about this? That... Uh, Laxalt was winning the election by over 9,000 votes. Then the cameras went dark in the ballot vault. There's a ballot vault, and they have cameras on it 24-7. The cameras went dark for like an hour. Then they came back up, and uh, Cortez Masto was winning <laughs> by 9,000 votes. I mean, You can't make this stuff up. They're just not even trying to hide it anymore. They don't care. In another anomaly in Arizona, Kimberly Yee, who's a Republican who's running for treasury, okay, she's up for re-election. She got 1,299,000 votes. She got more votes than Carrie Lake and Katie Hobbs. So more people, right, voted for this Republican treasurer than reported for go- than, than voted for governor. <laughs> just, you just got, you just, you can't, it's unbelievable sometimes, right? It's just absolutely unbelievable how this all unfolds in the world. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Dr. Light Show right after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. 
The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight show. And voter fraud is a big topic to talk about. Uh, money laundering, embezzlement of taxpayer funds through Ukraine to back to the Democrats' pockets. I mean, they've been doing this for years. but um, And it's not just the Democrats, guys. I, I hope everybody understands that the establishment Republicans, the rhinos, are just as guilty as everybody else. We have to understand that. And it's not just in the United States that we're seeing this. The people of Brazil are still protesting in the millions this last election that they just had. The people of Brazil and the military are working together to overcome the stolen election by the communist Lulu and his gang. The election in Brazil was stolen from the leader uh, of Brazil, uh, Bolsonaro, and the people in the military have aligned themselves together with the police in an effort to overcome the steal. Um, there's millions of people that are still protesting, gathering the streets, shutting down the streets, shutting down the airports, railroads, but you're not hearing about it anywhere, are you? You're not going to hear about it anywhere. Because they don't want you to know that people are rising up around the world. Now, another interesting fact is Xi Jinping in the Chinese CCP government released yesterday, right ahead of Joe Biden's visit uh, with Xi Jinping, to prepare the country for war. This was put out nationally throughout all of China to prepare the country for war. He met with Xi Jinping, met with Joe Biden today. And uh, what did they talk about? Well, Xi Jinping reminded him that Taiwan is not his issue and he needs to turn his back to it because China is about to go in to Taiwan. And if you want to talk about a global economic collapse, you want to talk about a black swan event, there it is. It's right there. It's about to happen. I don't know when. We could potentially see this really, really soon, but we know Joe Biden just met with Xi Jinping and Xi Jinping basically told him, you, Taiwan is not your concern. We know they had a national warning, prepare for war. This could be coming very, very shortly. As soon as this week, in the next hours or days, this could happen. So keep your eyes open for that because if China invades Taiwan, we are going to see the beginning of a global economic collapse, a global economic meltdown. That is going to be our black swan event. And with that being said, get with Kirk Elliott. I'm telling you, get with him now before silver prices skyrocket. Because if we have this black swan event, this, this global economic collapse, silver is going to double, triple, quadruple. And so if you want to check that out, go to getgoldtoday.com or give them a call, 720 720- Six zero five three nine zero zero. Now, what what do we have to prepare for 
if the globalists begin to just steal elections, lie about it, uh, you know, crush dissenters. It's kind of what's happening in Ireland, Ireland right now. Ireland considers enacting a bill criminalizing the possession of hateful material. Like, what? So, Ireland appears ready to replicate the case a thousandfold of uh, Great Britain's toxic ideology. The proposed criminal justice indictment to violence and hatred and hate offenses bill 2022 would criminalize the possession of material deemed hateful. Now, the question is, is who deems it hateful? The government! This is the Ministry of Truth. This is George Orwell's 1984. It is a full frontal assault on on speech and associational rights. The law would allow sweeping authoritarian measures in defining opposing viewpoints hateful. Ireland appears to be picking up the cutilage of speech criminalization from Britain, an abuse of power once used against the Irish. The law of free speech nightmare. So here's the thing is if the government came out and said that, hey, Josh on the Dark Delight show is putting out disinformation, misinformation, propaganda, and hateful speech in their context because we disagree with their narrative, this law would have me arrested and have you arrested if you had a copy of this on your computer. That's how bad this is getting. And it's only going to get worse, people, until we get back control of our country. Now, like I always said, is never believe anything anybody tells you, no matter who they are, what authority they possess or profess, unless you can prove it with your own research, your own investigation, through your own volition. That's the truth. Don't believe anything I say. Go out there and check this out. I'm reading news headlines and giving you information on how this narrative was set up, where it's going, and where it came from, how it all comes together. That's what we're talking about here. We're, we're just reporting on their crimes, and they're like, we're not committing any crimes. What are you talking about? That That's disinformation. We didn't commit any crimes. He, 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 he. We didn't embezzle billions of dollars through Ukraine, which was then distributed to various oligarchs, then utilized to purchase crypto in a massive money laundering scheme that goes right back to the Democrats' pockets and the businesses and companies of the Democrats and liberals in the United States and the globalists throughout the world. No, we didn't do that. Of course they did. Why wouldn't they? Why do you think they keep on cheating to gain power, to keep the power? Because they knew if they lose power to American first candidates, that their reign is over, that the globalist, Western globalist order begins to crush and crumble. That's the truth. See, the real power doesn't exist in governments. The real power doesn't exist within politicians or corporations. The real power exists within you. The real power exists within you and your ability to unify with other people and stand up for your convictions, to stand up for what you believe in. That's the truth. And see, they don't want you to know that. They don't want you to believe that. They don't want you to think that. That's why we have this divide and conquer mentality that comes from the left, that they segregate us based upon ideology, belief. They, they fuel and incite violence through hateful speech, through attacking us and projection, blaming us for what they do. Now, I'm not one to pick sides, but when I look at this from a neutral standpoint, I can tell you wholeheartedly 
that the majority of the people on the right are good people, that they just want a good country. They just want the opportunity to go out there and work and live and raise a family. That the majority of the people on the left, they want those things too, but they also want the government to give it to them. They also want the government to give them free stuff, free college, free education, right? Free medical. Um, Unfortunately, I disagree with that. We live in a capitalistic society and we should allow the free markets to actually take part in that. We need less government regulation because with less government regulation, you're going to find that the prices of healthcare actually go down. You're going to find that the prices of education actually go up, go down. Once you remove government, government basically inflates the price of everything. This is one of the reasons why we want to stay away from cryptocurrency. All right. That's all for the Dr. Light Show. We'll be back with you tomorrow with another episode. Have a great day. Talk soon.